Roll humps to all my fighting camels worldwide. I'm your quarterback, Hodge Malik Williams, and you're listening to the Orange and Black Podcast. What's up, everyone? Welcome into another edition of the Orange and Black Podcast. This episode is brought to you by the King Camel Grill, located at 174 North McKinley Street in downtown Coach, right up the road from campus. You can come on over to the King Camel Grill to enjoy their award-winning wings and burgers before or after any Camel home game. Dylan, another week, and it just seems to be the same old, same old as, as we talk every week. Uh, Campbell uh, had a big lead. Uh, they got started hot early, like we alluded they needed to do in our preview episode, but they just couldn't hold on at the end. And uh, another loss for the Camels, they lose 49 to 48 in overtime against North Carolina Central. Dylan, how you doing, man? Good, yeah. Um, I'd have to say this one's a, a little bit tougher because um, you you were right in it um, at one point. Um, up 35 to, uh, to 14, um, thought we had them on the ropes and in Durham, um, just couldn't, couldn't get the job done. And, um, I think we got to, uh, a lot to go over and, um, interested to hear, uh, what you think. I got some takes I'll, uh, I'll fire off. So, um, but yeah, no, it was, it was a very fun game. I uh, just couldn't pull it off at the end. Yep. Uh, like we alluded to, Campbell was able to get out uh, to an early lead. Uh, they came out and scored uh, the open and touchdown, uh, got out to a fast start. They were eventually able to take a 35 to 14 lead um, in the second half. It looked like at that point that Campbell was in control, but then the second half was a different story. Uh, Central was able to come back. Uh, they eventually tie it up uh, with just, uh, one minute left and the uh, well able to come back to take the lead and then Campbell's able to retie it up to send it to overtime Campbell does score in the overtime period and we see those woes on special teams again you missed the PAT and then Central is able to score uh, the winning touchdown and convert the PAT and OT uh, just another frustrating week um, for the Camels uh, Dylan what did you see from this game on Saturday um yeah um i i think we were we got a little bit too comfortable um early i think hodge malik williams look uh really good five touchdowns um which has got to be somewhere um in the top 10 in terms of uh all-time touchdowns in in a game um but i think from there um he just kind of fell downhill uh jan kelsey um, I'm pretty sure CEA player of the week or, or somewhere in that conversation uh, with seven receptions of 172 yards and two TDs. Um, the second score was really funny as he just kind of blew through his defender um, in a little kind of post route. Um, he just blew through his defender, hit the second, third, fourth, and fifth gear. Um, and scored so that was good to see um possibly looking really really good through the air running game still a little bit of an issue um 
was able to score on the ground, but um, it was kind of through the air show. Uh, NC Central's um, their their passing defense was not that great. Their running defense they kind of studied up um, from other teams. If you stop the run, you kind of make it a one dimensional um, type of ball game. But uh, it almost cost them at the end. And um, I. There's some interesting calls, especially in the in the I believe it was the fourth quarter. Um, NC Central pretty much tied it up, or they got really close. Yeah, they tied it up at forty forty two, I believe. Or was we were down thirty five to forty two, um, and it was three straight Wildcat plays um, and a punt, which was very very interesting play calling. Um, I haven't listened to the Campbell Call podcast yet. Hopefully, uh, Chris has asked that question because um, I would love to know if we were down a touchdown, we're going three straight Wildcat plays, and and you end up playing the ball and giving it back to NC Central. But um, luckily, we were able to come back with a score, um, tie the ball game, and then it, it just – was one unlucky PAT that ended up missing and NC Central came back, scored and, and made their PAT. Um, they made seven straight PATs. Um, we were just one short and, um, it kind of says a lot that, um, we can compete with a, a team like NC Central. Um, it was their first big test of the year and, um, and our kind of second, second big test of the year. And, um, we've had a lot of improvements since William Mary game and, um, to go into Durham and make it a game and, uh, make it scared is, uh, is good to see, um, from this team. We just got to clean up some, some interesting play calls and, and, um, just the, the run defense, um, was a lot better. Um, we just, we got a penalties are killing us. Um, I have to look. We had nine penalties for 99 yards. Um, that makes it um, two straight games that we've had eight plus penalties. Um, so we got to clean that up. And then they had the ball, NC Central had the ball for 40 minutes, which is a little bit unacceptable. And they were four for four on four, fourth down. So um, a lot of luck and some stuff to clean up. And I, I think this team would be really, really good. Yep, it's another another seasons of what ifs. Uh, Campbell was able to produce once again on the offensive side of the ball, uh, and then defensively, uh, you can't shut it down at the end. And then, like you mentioned, uh, the penalties it just seems to be a mainstay, uh, pretty much week in and week out, which is not the formula to be a winning football team and a winning football program. And and that's kind of been a mainstay ever since uh, we were in school there. Um, and hopefully, the Campbells can clean that up especially this week as they hit the road uh, to take on Hampton on Saturday. In the grand scheme of things, Campbell played uh, the number 15 team in the nation, took them down to the wire. Would have been a great win for the program, as we talked about before the game, to get back on the map nationally and get the momentum rolling again. But it is a non-conference game. So you turn your sights back to conference play this week when Campbell's travel uh, to Virginia to take on the Pirates. That'll be an old Big South uh, rivalry there. Uh, Hampton, uh, 
lightly tested this year, but only one home game so far. So that'll be a good test for the Camels. And this is the point where you do have to turn it around. We've seen this in previous years uh, where the Camels haven't been able to do that at all once they've kind of hit in that slump. So it'll be a good test to see if they can do that this weekend. And then the next week they welcome in Maine for homecoming. Maine is really struggling this year. So a chance to right the ship, get moving in the right direction and do that on Saturday with another road game and CAA play. Dylan, defensively, it, it wasn't a great game. It wasn't terrible, but you're still giving up, you know, north of 40 points, which is not what you want to see. But normally when your offense can score in the 40s as well, you hope that they can fend them off for just a little bit. But what are your overall uh, last thoughts on this game? And then we'll get into what we have ahead with Hampton. Yeah, I think it was one of those where it was like you, you could have made it a, a, a bounce back um, game where you could have put yourself on the national map. Um, looking at the SCS polls, it looks like they kind of smartened up um, a little bit um, with Western Carolina finally getting in and getting in solidly. Um, and that was kind of my benchmark in terms of like how and there was a lot of upsets as well um you had new hampshire going down william mary went down um elon beating them um there was um i think villanova went down i think there was like six overall upsets um in the scs ranking so um you kind of sit there and you kind of you kind of say, oh, darn, like we, we could have with a win, we could have been knocking on the door of a top 25 um, or at least getting votes um, going into Durham and facing number 15 team and and having them on the ropes and, and could have pulled it out in overtime. So um, just being right there and, and being that close is just um, it's it's a little frustrating to get that close and um, and being right there and. Um, like you said, you kind of turn, turn your head towards, um, what I think is a, a three game stretch where, um, if you're Campbell, you're kind of looking, looking your chops and, um, looking at these three teams and, and thinking they're very, very beatable teams. Hampton, like you said, lightly testing the CAA, um, Maine, who's been kind of struggling coming to Bowie's Creek for homecoming. And then at Richmond, who's been also struggling. So, you got two struggling teams in Hampton who hasn't been testing the CAA that much. Like coming and like those three games should be three and zero, and you should be riding the the ship heading to North Carolina and, and wherever they're going to be ranked um, by that November fourth game. And um, you're kind of sitting there looking, feeling really, really good, and having a bunch of confidence heading into Chapel Hill. So. Um, but uh, it's going to be an important three-game stretch here in the next three weeks. Yeah, it's back-to-back weeks where Campbell's had a chance. They were mentioned before the Elon game as being on right on the verge of being in the top 25 in some polls, and they dropped that game a close one. Now you see Elon, who's undefeated in CAA play. They took down William and Mary over the weekend. Um, and to your what you alluded to, a lot of upsets within the conference this past weekend. So still a lot to play for, a lot ahead. But it's when it comes down to it, Campbell needs to pick up those big wins and win these close games. Campbell had a chance for a game-winning drive against Elon at home 
and couldn't convert there at the end. And then Campbell drops this most recent game to North Carolina Central on the road, the number 15 team in the nation. So uh, still a chance to bounce back here. You get you're at Hampton and then Maine, which is not very good, as you mentioned. And then you have Richmond. So two chances and three straight chances in conference play to really turn this thing around and see what happens. But look, Hampton's on the receiving votes in the FCS poll as well. So you're playing a solid team, but you have to be able to take the expectations that are coming in and the praise that you're given nationally and among your peers in the conference and be able to produce on the field. And we'll see if Campbell can do that this week against Hampton on the road. Dylan, let's look at that matchup for Saturday as a 2 p.m. kickoff. Um, it's going to be a return trip as Campbell uh, used to play them in the Big South. So some familiarity there. What do you see from the Pirates on Saturday and what do the Camels need to do to turn this thing around and get a win against the Pirates? Yeah, I think the funny thing uh, right off the bat was um, I'm, I'm questioning Hampton and uh what sport they're playing um two of their past four games have been on a fo- football pitch as they call it in europe um and so that was, that was really funny uh their first game against crambling state at red bull arena in new york city uh, or just right outside new york city um and then their third game against howard uh, at audi field uh which is home of dc united so um Depends which style of football that they're playing. Uh, but you, like you said, they've only had one home game. They've been on the road for a lot and in two big games on on big stages. Uh, they're only lost coming to Norfolk State um, in, in Norfolk State. So um, it, it's going to be um, a tough test for sure. Um, as you kind of look at them deeper, they're uh, a good rushing team. Um, overall, they rush the ball a lot. They average 31 points a game, uh, 250 yards rushing, 183 yards passing. Um, that gives you grand total of 443 a- average total yards per game. Um, but they're only 34% on third down. Um, so that, that bodes well for sure with Campbell when you get them in third down, um, trying to get them off the field. Um, and this team has, uh, changed, um, from, the days when I was there, when it was, uh, if you remember this name, DeAndre Francois, um, former Florida State um, QB that went to Hampton. Now it's Chris Zellis, um, who has six touchdowns, five picks, um, which smells to me that uh, the Campbell DBs are going to be uh, having their ears pinned up uh, looking for picks um, early. He also is a very good rusher with six rushing touchdowns. Um, so they mix the ball well um, in terms of passing and throwing. Um, they have a, they're led they are led by a two headed monster uh, in, in the backfield of Elijah Burris and Darius Butts. Um, Elijah Burris is the yards guy, averages about 113 yards per game. Butts is the, the TD guy. He's got three TDs. Um, so there's going to be a lot of rushing attack. Um, for the uh, Hampton Pirates, um, but they do have three capable wide receivers who can who can grab the ball if Chris Ellis um, is able to get it off in time. With TK Pestit, Robin Copeland, and Paul Woods, who's only played in three games but has 13 receptions, so um, they have capable wide receivers out wide. Um, but they're going to be a run team, true, true and true. Um, so if Campbell can stop the run, make uh, Chris Ellis throw the ball. 
Um, I think they're capable of maybe getting some picks, getting some turnovers, um, and making this a, a game where we can, like North, North Carolina Central, where we got up big and then hopefully close the door at the end. Um, on defense, um, their main guy, uh, Quishon Townsdale, um, 39 tackles, uh, one and a half TFLs and a half a sack. Um, he's kind of their main guy. They have a bunch of guys that have a bunch of tackles there. Um, but they haven't got a lot of sacks this year. So it's good for Haji Malik Williams, um, that, that he's got a capable offensive line that pretty much stopped the sacks. Um, we want to get the sacks down um, and and get him throw the ball. And also let's get the run game back. Um, I think we were best when we had the Corey Rogers and the Mammoth game over a hundred yards rushing. Um, I do like seeing Hodge Malik Williams throwing five touchdowns, but and I'd like to mix in some rushing as well with some rushing touchdowns, maybe a hundred yard rusher here and there. So um, if we could mix it in capable, um, I think we can, um, uh, put this ham- team to rest early and get some picks in the end and, and make it not a game in terms of halftime. Uh, I, I think we can get this one. And like you said, it's an old big South bow. It's not going to be anything different from what Campbell has seen. Um, it was DeAndre Francois, um, QB. So last time they played, so it's going to be a little bit different for the Campbell fighting camels, but, I think this is a, a pin your ears up, go to Hampton, do business, get back home, on to the next game. So uh, this should be a fun game. Yeah, Hampton obviously is going to want to attack through the run game, Campbell. That is one of their weaknesses on the defensive side of the balls. And with a quarterback who only has six touchdowns and five interceptions on the year, I think this is an opportunity for Campbell to really commit to stacking the box and let those talented corners, those D1 uh, FBS transfers on the outside, really say, hey, prove your worth out there. Shut shut down the corners in the passing game, and let's commit to stopping the run. Because if you can do that and you get up early, like we've seen this Campbell team be able to do, then you're going to force them to throw the ball, and then you can pray on that touchdown-interception ratio and see what happens there. Um, but a good chance to to bounce back for this defense to prove themselves against the run and really be able to uh, solidify themselves as they get back in to see a play. But we'll see what happens on Saturday. Campbell travels to Hampton for a 2 p.m. kickoff. Uh, that game will be on Flow Sports. And we'll see if the Camels can put together a complete game from start to finish, uh, be able to come out to a strong start, and be able to close it out at the end before Last week's game, Dylan, we talked about what getting off to a fast start can really do for this team. Campbell was able to do that, but then they weren't able to support that on the back end. So we'll see if they can put the whole thing together on Saturday. Uh, as we wrap up talking about this upcoming game for the Camels, Dylan, what are your predictions uh, for this game? We've, we talked about uh, shootouts and some defensive battles this past week. We both agreed that it was going to be a shootout, and it was it was correct, especially there at the end. Um, whenever you got into the waning moments and into overtime. Yeah, I I would want to say this is going to be a shootout. I, I think this is going to be a definite Campbell win. I think Campbell is going to be wanting to right the ship. And um, sorry to Hampton, but I think Hampton is just in the way of what they want to do. Um, so I think they go into Hampton, Virginia, and I think they shut the door early. Uh, I see this being a big blowout and 
Um, I, I think Campbell's going to come in mad. They're going to come in wanting to prove a point. Um, and Hampton is the point that they're going to prove it on. So, um, and I, I think this is right for the taking. Um, I, we're going to hope that the, like you said, the, the defeat defensive linemen, all FCS transfers, uh, I'm, I'm expecting a big game from George Wilson. I want him to step up, um, and, and create havoc, um, for Chris Ellis. Um, where he's on the run and he's throwing picks. Um, and we're driving down the field with our quick, quick tempo offense. Um, and we're just making this not a game at the end. So I believe that Campbell's going to right the ship. They're going to put up a lot of points. Um, very, very early. Um, and I think they're going to make this not a game, uh, by halftime. So, uh, what do you think, Andrew? Well, Dylan, I'm glad you have some confidence. It just I've seen this story a lot over our times. We've been watching this for a while. Um, hopefully, Campbell is able to right the ship. You know, what I just want to see is the complete game and being able to come out hot and then be able to finish it off at the end. And like like you mentioned, like if you do do that and it's not even close at the end, then then it's a little less stressful. But you have to be able to play for full four a full four quarters. And we'll see if the Camels can do that on Saturday and, you know, have some penalty free football. And I think that'll be key and a good chance against uh, a team that you should be able to put up a good fight against. And, and, you know, if you play your cards right, it'd be an easy win for you. Um, so hopefully Campbell can do that and then kind of get back into the rhythm of things, uh, for the rest of CAA play. Dylan, let, let's chat about what else is going on around, uh, Campbell athletics. Uh, the men's soccer team finally got a win, uh, which was great. Uh, the women's soccer team is still fighting to get their first conference win there. Um, and then volleyball, uh, is kind of right back in the mix of things, uh, in conference play on their end. Yeah. That, I mean, it's great to see men's soccer get their first win. Uh, but I'll kick it off with men's golf, uh, getting in the start, uh, up in beautiful Madison, Wisconsin at the Badger Invitational. Um, they played from Sunday all the way to Tuesday. Uh, unfortunately, uh, kind of tater off towards the end. Um, we're 10th, um, Sunday's conclusion. They ended up finishing 16th, um, in this. And there's a lot of big teams, uh, out there. Obviously, Wisconsin with, uh, Western Carolina, um, Florida Gulf Coast, Nebraska, Marquette, just to name a few, Maryland. Um, so th- there's a lot of great teams out here. Um, and to start off hot was, uh, was great to, great to see, um, from the Camels and the Camels, uh, top finisher, um, at a tie for, uh, 45th place, uh, Eric Johansson, um, doing it again for the Camels at plus three. Um, finishing right there with some of the big boys uh, from Nebraska and Wisconsin. So good to see um, him uh, being right up there. Um, hopefully the guys can uh, turn it around because um, in about a couple of weeks, they go to the, uh, a very nice course, uh, Woodmont uh, in Brockville, Maryland uh, for the Georgetown Intercollegiate Um so hopefully they can uh, right the ship, go to Georgetown, and be the great golf team that that they are. Um, so congratulations to Eric Johansson and the team for um, a, a great job at the Badger Invitational. 
And then, Andrew, like you said, um, men's soccer getting their first conference win. Uh, they won a one against Northeastern, but it, it kicked off early as they uh, hosted the number five slash number 10 Wake Forest, Stephen Deacons. And uh, listening to the Campbell Call uh, podcast um, on Friday, it Evan said it best. Um, Campbell had Wake Forest on the ropes in the first half. They were the much better team in the first half. Um, and then Wake Forest just showed that they were the the better team in the second half, putting up three goals. So um, but it was good to see that the men's soccer team hung in there with the with the top ranked um soccer soccer team in Wake Forest. So um but uh, congrats to the guys on the first conference win, 1-0 against Northeastern. Um, and like you said, the ladies, they just had the one game. Uh, they tied uh, UNCW, um, which is good to see, um, racking up the ties. Hopefully we can turn some of those ties into wins, and then they'll be right there at the top of the conference. So um, the ladies um, – stopping the losses, getting more ties, and then hopefully we can convert some of those ties ties to wins and, and they'll be right there towards towards the end and hopefully qualify for the uh CEA championships coming up. Uh moving on, uh swimming um started their season off in the Osprey Invitational in Jacksonville, Florida. Um uh, just some quick notes. Um team finished uh third overall um and uh some of the winners uh the team finished uh they won the 200 yard medley relay um and then won the 200 free relay so congratulations to the whole entire team and then some of the individuals uh Laura Lopez with the with the 100 yard uh IM winning that one on day 2 and then Angelina Razzoni um on day 1 won the 100 yard back so um Good for them. Congratulations for the women um, and and their wins, team wins, and the two uh, singles wins and finishing third overall. That's that's great to see out of them. And then, like you said, uh, volleyball with their toughest test, um, what we thought was their toughest test, but they'll be facing their toughest test coming up uh, this weekend. But UNCW towards the top half of the CAA um, right there with Townsend was um, able to go to UNCW. Um, unfortunately, took the uh, five-set loss um, on Saturday and then right the ship, um, getting the 3-1 um, dub, which still puts them right at the top of the conference in terms of the CAA. So good for uh, the ladies' volleyball team. Um, and I think they have a very tough test and. And and the top team in the CAA that they were looking at is Townsend, and they're going at Townsend this weekend. So uh, it's going to be a tough test for them. And I think the you're starting to see the the out of conference schedule working into Greg Cor- uh, Coach Coral's favor in setting it up really really tough. So when you get into the CAA, you're going to do really really well. So um, it's going to be interesting what they do at Townsend. That's going to be your litmus test in terms of if you're the top of the CAA or if you're just right behind. So uh, good to see. And we got a lot of stuff coming up this weekend. Uh, as you look at the schedule, uh, cross country, men's soccer, um, men's tennis, uh, both cross country, men's tennis traveling away. 
um, along with men's soccer also traveling away. Um, you have women's soccer that have two games uh, in the creek. Swimming also is going to be in the creek this weekend as well. And then women's tennis, tennis and, uh, and volleyball will be traveling. So a lot of teams traveling this week um, and women's soccer and swimming holding it down for the Camels at home. So uh, if you want to go see some soccer, our, October 5th, October 8th, two CAA teams come to town in Drexel and Delaware. Um, and our, October 6th, if you've never been to a swim meet, I would suggest going because um, it's one of those uh, crazy things uh, at Campbell that you got to go to cheer on the swear, swim team as they face uh, UNC Asheville. Yep, a lot of exciting stuff going on uh, around campus and especially upcoming this week and especially keep an eye on volleyball as they take on Towson this week and a chance to really make their way up. So they're, they're kind of, there's the top tier and then they're kind of right below that. And if you can get another uh, win, uh, two wins this weekend with how the CAA works, you can go a long way uh, there for Greg Girl and company. Uh, Dylan, we alluded to this last week, but the MLB uh, postseason is here and a lot of fun action for some pro humps. You have the Diamondbacks playing in the wild card game. You can see Ryan Thompson there. Obviously the Braves, the one seed, in the National League to pair along with the Orioles, who are the one, the one seat in the American League. So some eyes to keep on there. Dylan, I haven't looked. Is Wannins on the, on the postseason roster or what? I, th- I don't, I'm not 100% sure. Um, I think just the, um, just the wild card teams have posted, um, the roster and that gives, um, a little bit of time for the the four teams that are that are not going to play until Saturday um, to kind of make up their mind. So um, I'm hoping I think by we should see by Friday. It depends on um, I think they face the Brewers and the Diamondbacks. So the Di- Brewers Diamondbacks go to. Uh, just Wednesday, you'll see a roster on Thursday. Uh, if they go all the way to Wednesday, you probably won't see it till Friday. Um, just looking at some predictions, um, they're not 100% sure how this is going to go. And I, I feel good. I, I feel better about Allen kind of getting that spot because if, if you look at, um, if you look at playoff, games you're going to want pitching um pitching is going to help you out um when you get towards the later half when you got to pull someone um and and you're going to need someone um in in a tight situation and um hopefully alan will will make the squad um otherwise uh, i think he'll be very close into making that i know they got some guys um coming back from injury um and and all that, uh, Kyle Wright might be uh, a question mark. So it might it might either be Allen or or Kyle Wright. They're they're kind of waiting to see what that's gonna what that's gonna look like in terms of if he's gonna be ready to go for Saturday, Monday, and Wednesday. 
Well, I sure hope that he is because every time we tweet something out about that man, it gets great interaction. So with good reason, he is awesome. And, you know, even if he doesn't make the roster, you still have plenty of teams to pull for on both sides. As I mentioned, Cedric Mullins with the Orioles, uh, the number one seed um, over there for their respective division. Um, and then you also have uh, the Braves, obviously. But And then uh, on the other side in the National League, you're going to have Ryan Thompson, who has been a mainstay um, kind of back and forth. Um, now, you know, finds a new home with the Diamondbacks, but a chance to, you know, make another uh, postseason run with a team there. So a lot, uh, a lot to keep an eye on there. Uh, you also have Julian Hill, who's still hanging out with the Dolphins. Uh, and Tua, the, unfortunately, the Dolphins uh, lost over the weekend, um, but they're still contending uh, and a great team over there. And you, you see a lot of buzz on Twitter about him. You have uh, really used, utilized in the run game. So, you know, if you're looking at the fantasy numbers or something like that, he didn't get a lot of targets, but he's definitely making an impact there in the run game. Um, so that's awesome. Uh, speaking of fantasy, my fantasy team sucks. Um, so that I, I was just about to bring that up here. Uh, but but we'll, we'll, going... we will pass. We'll pass on that. Um, yeah, I was. I literally I was up by eight um, this week heading into Monday night, I, and they had the Giants defense, or sorry, the C- Seattle Seahawks defense, and I literally just needed Daniel Jones and company to be competent, and if you watch the game, you know that they were anything but that. So so uh, tweet at orange, uh, or tweet X, whatever you want to call it, uh, orange and black, Um Every uh, P is a prayer for Andrew's team. And also, if you have great fantasy advice, uh, message the Orange and Black podcast. Um, Andrew is taking all fantasy advice, um, no demand. Um, and, and just prayers for Andrew, and hopefully he can get a win. And uh, I will say the in the league with some of my buddies from college that I went to Campbell with, that that's the money that we play uh, – play for money that I am uh, tied for first place in that league. So I'll, I'll take that. Um, but yeah, if you, uh, we're going to have a players only meeting again, I guess, and just see what happens this week. Yeah. Uh, yeah but anyway, another it, it players be, only is great. It keeps me humble. So that's good. Um, but yeah, a lot of exciting action going on for our pro humps. Uh, talking about baseball again, it looks like that they're doing some work on the hump out there in right field putting in a more tiered section so it's easier to sit on and uh, you know it's going to be we've been clamoring and asking for like a platform out there that you can maybe grill on a little bit easier really set up chairs and enjoy a game out there so they're definitely they're already doing the work on that coach Hare has posted some content about that this week baseball teams putting out a lot of good content as well to gear us up they have a new podcast as well so be sure uh, to go listen to that, they are Coach Air is a heck of a lot cooler than uh, me and Dylan, um, and he would not agree with that, but definitely um, I do. I love Coach Air; he's a really good friend of mine. So y'all go ahead and listen to that, and keep an eye on um, some other improvements. You might have saw some more um, about a week or so ago. They had a picture of some more progress over there by um, the dugout. On the home side by the pavilion, uh, they're putting in 
like a pavilion and a covering over the pitching development area. So whenever they're working out um, in August, it's not a billion degrees out there. So that's just another step in the right direction on the player side. And then you have on the fan side out there on the hump. And, you know, hopefully as we continue to develop this program, we can get the funding to do the stadium expansions. Um, I've seen the renderings. It looks awesome. Um, but just some more work that needs to be done on that end. Um, but we can get into that later as we get closer to baseball season. Basketball is in full swing practice-wise. They finished up their first complete week. A lot of good uh, positivity there and something they keep an eye on as we inch closer to the basketball season, both men and women. As we alluded to last week, we'll preview that a little bit. Um, I talked with Coach, and, and we're going to set some time aside um, once they kind of get through a little bit of their preseason schedule, and we'll talk about that then. So something to keep an eye out there. Something also that's going to be really cool to watch on Thursday, Home Field Apparel uh, is launching new Campbell merchandise. So that'll be really cool. If you go to their website, you can uh, use code HOMEFIELD10 to take 10% off your first purchase. And if you share uh, share it with somebody else, you can get 20% off a future purchase. So maybe like buy one item if you want multiple items with the 10% off and then go back and buy other items with the 20% off. Just a little pro tip there for you. Um, but it should be really cool. The few uh, designs that you could see in the initial picture that they uh, tweeted out or X'd out, whatever you call it these days, um, it looked pretty cool. And it had the retro uh, like angry camel in it. So that'll be really cool. But keep an eye out. That's on Thursday. Um, so you can spend your money there. Uh, but Dylan, do you have any final thoughts before we jump off? I will uh, turn into the, uh, as they call it, the plug God here. Um, so I'm going to plug uh, social media. Go follow us, um, uh, Orange and Black, on the X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it, uh, Instagram. Uh, we also have a Facebook page as well um, as we post a podcast there, try to post recaps as well. Uh, we have a sub stack as well. Uh, we're great content also where the podcast is going to be at. Uh, Andrew is nice enough to also, uh, post the, uh, the video of this on the YouTube page. So go follow the YouTube page. If you, um, want to, uh, see us do the podcasts as well. Um, and then tweet us if you have any suggestions, anything like that. Um, just go follow us on all, all the social media, Substack, Facebook, X, Instagram, you name it. Uh, Andrew is always posting that heat content on the X and the Instagram. And so uh, also go follow us on Spotify and Apple Music as well for uh, if you want to hear the podcast. Absolutely. Dylan, with all the plugs, you love to see it. Uh, but Dylan, thanks again for hopping on for another week. Uh, as he mentioned, be sure to follow follow us on everything. Uh, everybody have a great week and go Camels.